you know, um, I, I feel like even though this is the second line item in the show notes, I feel like I need to spring this on you and get it out okay. of the way right now. All right. Would you like to read for me what the line item in the show notes reads? It says, Casey has a surprise for Mike. What is like your favorite thing in the world as a podcaster? And when I say favorite, I am putting humongous sarcasm air quotes around the word favorite. What's your favorite thing in the world as a podcaster? You deal with this often with our mutual friend, CGP Gray. What is your favorite thing in the world? New microphones. Think bigger. But yes, along those lines. New computer? Indeed. This is okay. my first recording on my new MacBook Pro, so right, I hope it right, works. Right, right, That's good. <laughs> Hi, Mike. How are you? That's really good. No, I'm happy about that. But And I bet you're one of these sickos who starts fresh, right? Uh, you know, it's funny you say that. Almost always, yes. In fact, I think this might be the very first time I did Migration Assistant. Why would you? Like, why do, why do people do this fresh? You know? Because I feel like over the years... Anyone, I don't care who you are, no matter how meticulous you are cleaning up after yourself, anyone will generate cruft apps that you install because you want to try them later and then never actually just run. delete them. Or, go, well, go delete I don't them. think about It will them. spend less time for you to just go through your application folder and delete stuff than it will be to set a Mac up from zero. It takes like that a is, week. Well, it's, it's a little faster for me because I've generated a couple of cheat codes for myself. And I talked about this way back when on my blog. Um, but your point is still like I'm, I'm not familiar majoring with your on a minor. Work. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, I wasn't even going there this time. <laughs> uh, but no, I, your point is still fair. Full stop. Your point is still fair. And for for this time, I don't know why, but I I guess the the prior MacBook Pro, which was a uh, 2021, you know, when they really gave us everything we wanted, um, that MacBook Pro, I didn't have any like nagging issues with it. You know what I mean? There was nothing in the software side of things or hardware for that matter, but there's nothing in the software side of things where I was like, one of these days, I'm just gonna have to start afresh and you know do it all over again. And everything seemed fine. And so I thought, you know what? Now's as good as time as any to do migration assistance. That's what I've done. Uh, because I love you, I did do a very, very brief test recording of my microphone yesterday to yeah. confirm that it hypothetically should work. And of course, I have the hardware recorder as well. But here's it's the your favorite thing. Well, here's the thing. So, this doesn't really bother me very much, if I'm being completely honest. For, Fair for, a, for a couple of reasons. Like, actually, I've got three reasons. One, this is your fault if it goes wrong, right? <laughs> and everyone knows it. It's your fault. Two, I'm just going to be frank. Part of the reason that I worry about this with Cortex is the audience size is so large. Oh, that's that fair. It, that that's if fair. it's just like a law of large numbers things that if somebody's going to complain about audio quality, I'm going to hear that complaint a magnified amount of times, right? Um, although I will say I hear that stuff less now that Twitter doesn't exist, which is actually kind of a bliss. <laughs> Point three. Indeed. I love Jim Metzendorf. Oh, he is a wizard. I don't edit this show. So if, if we turn in audio that's not good, Jim will handle it. Like, again... I'll say I was the one handling these problems for Cortex, so not anymore. Yep. No, Jim is a wizard. We love him. And uh, yeah, I, I genuinely, I'm going to knock on my uh, relay block thing or touch wood or whatever the British, Britishism is. Uh, hopefully everything will be fine. I've done my due diligence. Uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, I just wanted to spring that on you. So surprise, uh, we were talking before the show. Uh, before we even went live, we were talking privately about how um, 
I wasn't able to put my hands on a file because I was trying to search for it and it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because I guess this new computer hasn't indexed everything yet. And that's why it wasn't showing up. And I was completely flummoxed trying to find this file. Was that on your local hard drive? Or was it in Dropbox? Yes. Or, oh, okay. Not, well, it's it's on my local hard drive. It is in um, the Synology equivalent of Dropbox, but it's still, it's much like Dropbox. It's on my local drive. I don't know what the issue was. I'm going to have to see why it's not indexed when yet. When you say but, things like that, like... It's, I think of two things. One is we have Dropbox at home. You familiar with that meme? No, I'm not. You know, it's like, oh, mom, can we get Coca-Cola? Oh, we have Coca-Cola at home. And it's and oh. it's, it's like <laughs> Pepsi or something. Yes, right? yes, 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 yes. Uh, the other one, it, it, when you talk about like the Synology thing, it's also just kind of like, this is a similar thing. You have like the store brand Dropbox. <laughs> You know, you have like economy brand Dropbox. You are not wrong. I would, and I'm not going to get into it now because nobody cares. I would make an argument that my store brand Dropbox is actually superior to the real Dropbox, but no, we can have that Dropbox, argument another look, time. The Dropbox hate is far exaggerated and also these days is actually being uh, focused towards the wrong individuals. Apple's messed oh, up Dropbox. Okay. Apple has done that by oh, making well, Dropbox uh, comply with Apple's file of manager APIs, like mm-hmm. they've made Dropbox worse. I think that there is a kind of concerted effort to do that. That like, like, hey, you must use our API now, which is worse than the technology that you built. Thank you. Right. Yeah, I hear. By that. the way, have you heard of iCloud Drive? <laughs> Why don't you look over there? I bet it'll yeah. help. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally hear that. Um, anyways, but yeah, so I'm on a new computer, and if it's all messed up, you can blame me. Don't blame Mike. Don't blame Jim. It's my fault. Mm-hmm. You you did let something go, by the way. I don't know if you just weren't listening. Oh, what did I let go? I'm sorry. I said I said I was the person who did the editing for Cortex. Yeah, I knew that. Oh, for Cortex. Oh, mm-hmm. I wasn't putting two and two together. Mm-hmm. What is going on? Well, I feel like I have yet to speak about this on the actual show itself. So this is, I guess, kind of like a, a, an exclusive for you. Oh, look at us! If a, yeah, I'm, I've I've had the edit has been handed over now to a third party editor. Um, as of state of the apps episode was when I made the decision, but we'd already oh. done it. So there were a few episodes this year that we've had somebody else editing. And it's My someone word. that Gray uh, works with has been has been working on it for us, and yeah, the, we did a couple of episodes this way. Um, we've done some what we call special episodes in 2023, mm-hmm. like they're like either single focus things or they were extra episodes. So like one of them we did was the uh, Meta Quest one. Right, 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 right. And then also the Vision Pro episode because we were on a time limit. So we were passing the edit backwards and forwards across the dead of night between location to location. Um, so th- basically my thought was, oh, we'll have this person edit these extra episodes so I don't have to add more to the workload. Um, mm-hmm. But now I've, their work is really good. And I've just decided now that like, that's it now. We we just I'm just handing the edit over. So me and Gray are both still involved in the process. We're just not doing the first cut. So what mm. used to be like mm. I would do the first cut, like listening back through everything, getting rid of stuff, cleaning it all up, like, and that would be like a could be like a six to 
12-hour job depending on the length and complexity of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Gray would listen and do like second cut, which is usually just like taking out content that is not, we don't want there, is not worth having there Mm -hmm. or moving things around if necessary. And then it would come back to me for final assembly where I would um, put in all of the sound effects, put in the ads, uh, export both versions like Cortex and Mortex, and then I would listen back to them. It's so much work. To make sure that they're okay. My goodness. Uh, but now, so now I am only going to be doing that final part. So like the final assembly and the listen back, unless mm-hmm. it's like a particularly important episode. So with State of the Apps, uh, I listened back through uh, in Logic because I wanted to make a bunch more changes, which I did. I still then did another listen once it was exported um, and then handled all the posting. So it should, I reckon, cut my work down by like 50 to 60%. On the Cortex nice. edit, which is nice. And like, this, these are these things where like the the longer the show has been going on, the bigger and bigger the process has gotten. Like mm-hmm. for me, because I never used to do the listening back. Like I used to just listen as I was editing and then I would export. And then it hit me one day where it was like, how do I know that it's all exported correctly? <laughs> and then when I had that thought in my brain, well, now you're listening back to the whole episode, bub. And so that's yep, what I do. Yep, yep. I listen back yeah. to the whole episode. It's the whole thing. But I believe it's worth it. Um, it's not a process I could do if the show was a more frequent posting show. Yeah, I was going to say, this explains a lot about, well, one of the many reasons why it's once a month, right? Yeah, right. 12 to 15 episodes a year, basically. Uh, but, you know, it, it, but it's self-perpetuating, right? Because there are so few episodes... I need them to be as good as possible in my mind. Right, right. Right. Like if we're only giving you 12 of these a year, like I want every one of them to be good. Mm-hmm. And that also means with as few errors and mistakes as possible. I wasn't going to say none because that is an impossible task, but like <laughs> to reduce this stuff as much as possible. So there you go. Sure. There's some, there's some information news. on my craft. Breaking news. Look at that. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it might be wise to, uh, rub my face and hashtag Mike was right and talk about my big phone after about a month oh. or however long it's been. Okay. Uh, I, I don't actually have too much to say about it, which is funny because I'm the one who put this in the show notes, yeah. but I wanted to at least do a quick check-in. Um, I have a couple of brief notes. Uh, first of all, I've mostly gotten used to the size. I don't love that it's pretty, well, I was going to say hard. That's a bit dramatic. It is more challenging than I would like to hold this phone with one hand without the second hashtag Mike was right without the pop socket on the back. Yeah. I can do it. I don't love it. Like it's two handed, obviously no problem. One handed though, it's a bit tough without the pop socket. And so I think for as long as I remain a big phone person, you have the pop socket on. So what's the problem? Well, there isn't generally, um, except that when I charge at night, I still use a Qi charger. And so I pop the pop socket off and then I put it down sometime. And no matter how, gentle i am trying to to put the pop socket back on the phone i find that i always make it exceedingly loud like let me see what happens here now this i'm about to do it the one silent time right but generally speaking it's like i don't know if you could get that oh i can um, help you with this okay tell me more so put the pop socket lower and slide it and see i still got this may not come through on the recording but i still get a little bit hold on here we go 
Did you, it's yeah. it's Casey, actually audible. If that wakes somebody up, then like you have bigger problems. You know what I mean? Well, I th- I'm usually up before Aaron, and you know I want to. If tr- that always, sound but... wakes up Aaron, you can't even get out of bed. <laughs> well, she is used to being on full mom mode, my friend. M- moms will wake up for no, pin drops. I'd, so well, then that's what I'm saying. Then you must have to wake up and just sit completely still until Aaron no, wakes up. No, she's not that bad. But it's right. Well, it's, then she's that not, sound is not going to wake her up. Well, but I'm, I'm, it might not, but I don't want to try it. I, I, I want her to be able to sleep. I mean, so anyways, um, but the, the pop socket life is fine. I, I have no complaints in the grand scheme of things. I do wish it was a little flatter to the phone. And uh, sure. y- you and I and, and Alex separately are all talking about the uh, O snap that you and Alex swear is a disaster. And I keep it looking sucks. at it like, oh, Casey, I keep looking at it like, Casey, buy it. Buy it. No, no because no, I don't no, know no. Go buy it. It's $30, right? Go buy it for yourself. <laughs> all right. And then you come back to this show and you tell me how good it is. <laughs> exactly. Because me and Alex have both bought them. It's this this comes from experience of owning know, one of these things. I know and you're right. realizing that it is crap. That it is like the flimsy. Like I had somebody write in to say, I really like it, but I agree with you that it's terribly flimsy. And it's like, so why do you like it then? Like I don't understand. <laughs> No, you're so right. I know you're I will right. trust my phone to this flimsy piece of plastic, <laughs> this like paper thin piece of plastic that's holding my oh, phone in so my right. hand. Uh, I will say, we're going to talk about this later. Um, I went to a concert a few days ago, and we're going to talk quite a bit about that later. But can I tell you the good word about the 5X camera? Because uh, it's oh, great, right? Nelly. Like, oh, I, I haven't Nelly. had a ton of reasons to use it, but every time I have used it, I have been pleased that I had it. Mm-hmm. It is so good. Granted, there are times, as as the as was foretold, there are times that I feel like I'm in between a two and a five in terms of the thing I'm shooting and how far away that's, I am from it. That is a thing that I feel for sure. Yep, yep. And it doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen for sure. Um, and so that's a bit frustrating. But the the thing is, generally, not always, but generally, if I'm in that in between two and five range, you know, if I'm in like the three or the four X range oftentimes I can move my feet and I can fix this problem. Yeah. Not always, but usually, but I can't do a whole lot in the situation where I really need a five X, like a concert, like a recital or something that the kids are doing. There's an, or a football game, which we probably will end up talking about a little bit as well. Those occasions, there's not a lot I can do to get closer. Right. It, it, it sure. that oftentimes is it, you're in a situation where there's not a lot you can do about it. And so I am so here for the 5X camera, and I do like the big phone in the grand scheme of things. It's not as earth-shattering as I expected it to be, and I will say that my battery life is not, you know, 3X, the regular size phone, like I had been led to believe, but... No, it's more. It is though. better. It's, uh, uh, whoever told you 3X was lying well, I'm to you. Being, I'm being facetious. Well, that's what I'm saying. Nobody led you to believe it. You just hoped. It, but it is more. Like, the, the, there is more battery. So sure, absolutely. Even if it's one hour, it's still an hour, right? No, you're right. You're right. So all in all, uh, two thumbs up. And I was asking myself this in preparation for the show a few days ago. I was asking myself, okay, well, tomorrow, Apple has surprisingly dropped the iPhone 16 on us. And the regular size phone does have the 5X camera. What would I do? Oh, interesting. I honestly... I honestly don't know. I really don't. I expect if you like it, like like you obviously do, like you don't dislike it, Mm -hmm. I could expect it to be very hard to go back. Yeah, and that's the thing is the way that a regular phone user, which was me until you know a month ago, the way a regular phone user feels about picking up like the old iPhone five, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, oh, it's so adorable, but it feels so good. 
that's how I now feel about when I or feel about Aaron's phone when I pick hers up. Like, oh, it's so teeny. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, but I can one hand it though. The other thing I say, yes, it feels so good, but the screen feels unusably small. Is how I feel when I <laughs> when I pick up like an iPhone five. It's like, how yeah, did yeah. I ever read anything on this thing? Well, well, that's especially true of the iPhone five. Less true of the the you know the the current regular yeah. sizes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. no, you're absolutely right about the iPhone five. Is Adina a bigger regular phone person? I can't remember. She is a pro phone. Okay, not, so not, not a pro Mac. Not, okay, gotcha. I think if she held a pro Mac, she might fall over. Like I don't <laughs> I don't really feel like that would she, work. She is quite her. svelte. Yeah. So yes, yeah. that is possible. Uh no, I just thought it would be worth checking in and saying hashtag Mike was right. So you're welcome. Uh there was oh man, there was something I was gonna say then. We were talking about going back down to small phones. You said something about if they brought if they dropped a new Oh, okay. So you, I love my iPhone 15 Pro Max. Mm-hmm. I adore my Apple Watch Ultra. Uh, see, and I keep side-eyeing in a, in a ha- like what's a, what's a happy version of a side-eye? I don't know. I keep looking longingly over at the, at the Ultra as I interact with people, more and more people who have one. Yep. And I will maintain that my thought, which may be wrong, but my thought is that my little thin wrists are way too tiny for an Ultra. No. But I'm tr- starting to wonder if maybe whenever the time is that I upgrade. You can do anything you like. Here's, here's, the, here's the life hack for you, Casey. You can do anything you want. You know, like if you want to mm-hmm. wear the big watch, you can just wear the big watch. Like yep. the wrist yep. police will not get you. <laughs> like the thing, it's like so for me. There's been a few. There's been some mentality changes owning mm-hmm. the watch that I just decided to just go with that have made a difference. Which is like I just use an ugly watch face that has a bunch of information on it. Like I, yeah. I've decided yeah. to just lean into what this thing wants me to do because none mm. of the good looking watch faces look good on the Apple Watch Ultra, in my opinion, unless you remove all the complications, which is right. just very strange because like, I like the round watch faces mostly and they just don't look good on the big screen. And so I just use like the modular ultra face or whatever. And so now I'm just like, all right, just give me all of the information. And so I just have all the information on the watch. It's like, all right, great. Yeah, I'm using yeah. the computer watch like a computer watch. Let's just f- try, forget the, uh, the forget the idea of trying to make this look like a nice watch, right? So that's point one. And I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. I like the bands. I like the, I think I have the trail loop. And I like that a lot. That's really nice. It's like a, it's got like the Velcro on it, so you like pull off the Velcro. Um, that one's really cool. Uh, but the thing that I love the most is the battery life. It uh, is yeah. obscene. It's just it's like a joke. It's like they they <laughs> make, they like I just it's unbelievable. Like it's just truly incredible. Like yeah, I took like an international flight and like left, gotten like went to the airport. Got on the plane, got off like you know a twelve hour flight or whatever. Got like did the whole thing, traveled home. I had like thirty percent battery left. I didn't charge That's it, nuts. and I didn't do anything to it. Rather, I didn't put it on airplane mode. Like I just assume that the watch and the phone are just talking to each other and they're just handling what they need to. I didn't mm-hmm. put it on like low power mode or anything. It's just like this thing is bananas. I love it. I love that. I never have to think about charging it. I like give it a top up once a day while I'm like in bed, but not going to sleep yet. I sleep with it on. It's fine. Like it's like any watch. Um, the only thing I don't like is uh, the crown being bigger. I feel like I hit it more accidentally. So I feel like I activate Siri. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, great. 
I love the fact that it's got like the little light sensor, so it turns my watch face to red when it's dark outside. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot dark outside, but you know, like it's dark in the room or whatever. Like, yeah, everything about this thing, it's worth it. Like, it looks good. Uh, I'm a big fan of it. I thoroughly recommend it. Uh, trail Loop. I just wanted to confirm that was the one. I have the orange beige Trail Loop, which is a really nice watch uh, watch band too. So, yeah, I mean, I have a. What are we up to right now? What's the normal one? Like the the series what nine? Is that right? Uh, I can't even keep track. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I am I have a series eight. Both Aaron and I have series eights. Yeah. And I, I mean, I have no problems with mine. I like mine uh, quite a bit. And I have the the forty millimeter, whatever the smaller size is, thirty eight forty. Um. Uh, but yeah, I think whenever the time comes for an upgrade and, and sitting here now, I don't plan on it anytime soon. I, I wonder if maybe, maybe I'll be going to the ultra. World I really recommend just it. More, like, more hashtag Mike was right. I'm just, I'm just uh, you, but on a five year time delay. Unless apparently. they do this like Apple watch X thing, you know, like mm. I don't really, you know, that might, I don't know. We'll see what that's all about. Yeah. They actually redo the whole thing. Yeah, you know, so I got to ask, other than your Apple Watch Ultra and my big phone, uh, what else is awesome these days? Squarespace. Mm-hmm. The all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. With Squarespace, you can stand out from the crowd of a beautiful website, engage directly with your audience, and sell your products, services, or the content that you create because Squarespace has everything you need all in one place. When you start a Squarespace site, which you can go and sign up for a free trial right now at squarespace.com slash analog, the first thing the first thing you do is choose from one of their best-in-class website templates. You can customize every single design detail with a reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile called Fluid Engine. This is Squarespace's next-generation website design system that allows you to push your creativity further than ever before. You're able to stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine, and it is built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace website. Once you've had your design stuff all taken care of, why not extend that out to an email campaign so you can get your uh, people coming to your website or buying your products using Squarespace's online store functionality. You can encourage them to sign up as email subscribers and start them on the journey to becoming an even more loyal customer or visitor. You start with, again, an email template and customize it by applying these brand ingredients like the colors and the logo that you've added to the templates for the website. It also has built-in analytics to measure the impact of every send. And Squarespace's analytics platform goes much further than that. You can learn where your site visitors are coming from, where any sales are coming from, and analyze which channels are most effective to you, for you. You can then improve your website and build marketing strategies based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. So go right now to squarespace.com analog and sign up for that free trial. When you're ready to launch, use the code analog to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com analog and the code analog when you decide to sign up to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for this show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of analog and all of Real FM. So we have an interesting line item in the show notes next. Mini topic, Mike, the prompt engineer. Is this yeah. the prompt or is this like a command line prompt? Is this something else? What, what is going on here? Artificial intelligence, Casey. It's all the rage. Oh, yes, indeed. I've heard, I've heard all the good things about AI. I've spent like nearly two hours in chat GPT today. And this all started from a text message from my friend Ian. So, okay. 
Uh, on Upgrade yesterday, we were talking about a bunch of stuff, and then we had a very interesting aside about AI and ChatGPT uh, and the humane pin and all that kind of stuff. And I think this prompted Ian to say to me, oh, why don't you use ChatGPT to calculate the Upgradies results? So every year on Upgrade, we do the Upgradies, which is our award show, and we have listeners write in with nominations. So every year I spend hours and hours working on the results, right? So like I get all the results in, I sort them alphabetically, I then try and like match them up because people write mm-hmm. things in different ways, right? And I was like, that's an interesting idea. So I started toying around with it a little bit and I pasted some of the results into ChatGPT uh, that we've got so far. And I was like, can you sort these and tell me how many there are? And it did an okay job. Uh, And now OpenAI have this thing called just GPTs, which is like, if you have a selection of prompts or whatever, you can build it into kind of like a standalone thing, like a little standalone app or whatever. So then you don't have to give all the previous prompts. So like you don't mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. like start from zero every time. And so I started work today on like trying to build one. And it's one of these things where I genuinely felt like uh, a software engineer because nice. Nice. That because like I would do something and it would work. And then I would realize, oh, something's wrong. And then I would start the process of debugging it. Mm-hmm. And so I've spent hours today like doing things like, you know, I paste one set of results in and it's fine. Then I paste like the TV show results in. And it's and it's like, say someone says Loki and someone says Loki season two. It counts those mm-hmm. as separate things. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, no, combine those. And so it combines them, but then the number is not right. It's like oh, it's taking Loki and it's taking Loki season two and it's taking that as one, adding a one to the column rather than the four right. or whatever to the column. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then I'm like trying to work that out. And then just before we got on the phone today, like I need to go back and do it because Safari tabs have killed the tab, which is sometimes frustrating. Oh, no. But whatever, I'll work it out. It's saved somewhere probably. Um, I I would I like I was trying to like get it to do what I wanted. I was like, oh no, wait, because the I guess this is the difference is I can actually talk to it, right? And so I'm like, for Loki and Loki season two, you counted it this way, like you shouldn't do that. And it's like, oh, okay, so it did it and it counted it correctly, but it didn't do it for other types of shows. And so mm-hmm. I was like trying to think, and I just said, I just thought to myself, oh, I know what to do. I just said, what do I have to tell you <laughs> to get you to stop doing this? And then uh, it was time to record. And so uh, oh, I think sorry. I've lost some progress, but I'll go back and fix I'm it later. Sorry. No, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm, I'm like playing around with it. I might not even end up using this because I would say it, it goes slower than I thought it would. Yeah. It really, it feels like it's counting it in a way that I wasn't expecting. I thought I would give it this data and it would just go, and just like, but it's like, it, it's almost like it's typing as like Loki, four, succession. <laughs> 12. Once upon Let a time, I thought there was a six. way to tell it to not do the like faux typing thing. I thought that there was a setting somewhere. I might be lying. You to can you have it do but... things like that, but I do okay. actually think it's just taking time in oh, trying to work it out. Like I, I, I think it would do it faster if it could. It just feels like it's, this is how long it takes to perform this process. Mm. What I'm hoping is I can get to a stage where I've given it enough information that it can do what I'm looking for. And I actually do believe I can do it. I think it's just going to take some debugging. 
But if I build this system this one time, every year, it's easier. But I'm also using this as a way to be like, I'm always looking, I've not always, I've recently been trying to find things that I can use these tools for in my work, right? Right. That are like right. legit things that are not just like, oh, I'm playing around. Like mm-hmm. I want to be able to find things that will provide me with actual use because there's, it feels like no matter what my protesting may have been initially and still in some places remains, this is technology now. Like there's yeah, nothing yeah. we can do about it. It's happening. So I need to try and jump on board where I can and then just try it and just go for it. And, so, and this felt like this is a data-focused intensive project that I do once a year. It's like this is perfect for something like this. So... I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to keep tinkering around with it and try it. But it, it, I was just struck by like, this is probably like the future of software development. Possibly, which makes me deeply uncomfortable. But yes, you're, where, you're not wrong. The actual skill is debugging, not, right. Right, right, right. not producing the code. But yeah. like, that's just a change in the skills, right? That's like going yeah. from like punch cards to typing in code, right? Yeah, some. Or I think it's like going a... from Objective-C to SwiftUI. Yeah, I mean, again, there's, I could, I'm trying so hard not to argue with you because I'm being too pedantic because I'm too close to it. Well, okay, you're but... a developer, right? Mm-hmm. What is your skill? I would say, well, <laughs> my skill is being able to distill complex things into small chunks and then instruct a computer how to do those small chunks exactly so that's all this is Mm -hmm. like i think that really it's like my hope about this kind of stuff when it comes to software development is it makes developers see what they actually are which is creative Mm -hmm. i think a lot Mm -hmm. of software developers do not consider their work a creative endeavor they're like i'm an engineer right like and 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 Mm -hmm. that it's don't see it as a creative work but I believe it's a creative work. It's a creative problem-solving job. Like that's what you are doing. You are coming up with ways to creatively solve problems as you move through this process. And like, if you're ending up just talking to an LLM to do this, like that's what it is. You're just like, I want you to do this. No, do it this way. Include right, this, right. exclude that. Because that's literally all you're doing anyway, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. what you're doing, but you're just typing it instead, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, in a way, I think that's fair. You're just, like, typing yeah. the code out rather than just asking the computer to do it for you. Right, right, right. I don't know. It's wild. I mean, it's it's it's. I've only dabbled with it for, like, honest-to-goodness work things a mm. couple of times, but the couple of times I've done it, generally speaking, I've been like, whoa. Yeah, this is the most intensive thing I've done. Like, other than that, I've had it like rewrite show descriptions for me and stuff like that. Like, so they just they sound mm-hmm. better. Um, but this is like I'm like knee deep in the prompts, you know, and that yeah. is that is very different for me than anything else that that I've done before. But it is a fun exercise, and I actually feel like I might this year end up spending the exact same amount of time that I would usually spend on the upgrades doing it. But if I just spent loads of time just instructing ChatGPT to do something, that is more enjoyable than the work of spending hours and hours in Google Sheets copying and pasting stuff. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And hypothetically, and you've said this a couple of times already, hypothetically, that's repeatable yes, in one the future. Time. Yeah. Because now it's like in my uh, OpenAI account, I have just a little app basically called Upgrade's Response Counter. And all I have to do mm. is open that, paste the responses in, and it just counts it all up and gives me the answers in a table. A markdown table too, which is funny. That's how it chose to present that work to me. Right, right. Um, and so then I can just, I, you know what? There's usually a thing where I say uh, represent, like I usually have it represent these as percentages in a Google sheet. And I just now realized I can probably ask it to do that for me too. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's, it's wild stuff. It's bananas. These are the kinds of things that I look at when it comes to AI and have like, where I find hope of like, uh, take information that I have or work that I'm doing and do it for me or alongside me. I care more about that than like, all you need to do is upload every Star Wars script and you can make the next Star Wars movie, which is just like, I don't even think that that stuff's <laughs> realistic anyway. Um, right, right. Or like even the AI art stuff, which I do kind of feel like is the interest in that has died down significantly. Yeah. But I like this, right? Like the... Uh, I was like one of the things that Jason said on Upgrade recently is he was talking to Dan Moran. Dan is a uh, an author and I know a recommended author of the program. He has like his whole like uh, book series, right? Mm -hmm. And he tries to maintain a wiki of the stuff that happens in his stories. And what he could now do is just feed the books into an AI system and then ask it questions. Right. So like, yeah, definitely. When was the last, like have these two characters ever interacted and it would do a better job than Dan's memory would do. And I just thought like, that's really smart. So that is super duper smart. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it, it's weird. It's very weird. And it makes me a little uncomfortable because you know, the, I, I feel like they're, they're coming for my job, man. You know, <laughs> And, and that's scary, but uh, I think your point about, you know, what is my skill set? It's not writing Swift. It's not writing code necessarily. It's more distilling problems and, you know, working with a computer to f fix those problems. Yep. Um, but the handful of times that I've been able to come up with a, a situation where uh, a, a large language model can legitimately help me, it has been just, you know, mind exploding how cool and how quick it is. Like I was writing, this was a couple of weeks ago as we record this, but I was working on, um, some sort of like very mundane. Oh, that's what it was. So I am slowly working on adding uh, integration to call sheet to, uh, between call sheet and this app, or excuse me, this website does the dog die, which I think initially was written to, to warn people if like a dog, you know, has something bad happen to <laughs> no, the movie. No way, Casey, really? Yeah, I what know, gave right? you that clue? But, <laughs> exactly. But, um, but over time it's actually morphed into being, you know, all various kinds of trigger warnings, which, I don't personally need that in my life, but I know a lot of people do. And so I've been working on integrating with it. And, and I came up with a list of all the different triggers that they track. And I wanted to create a piece of code that matches that list. Right. And so I basically said, Hey, given these 150, you know, strings, these 150, you know, names of, of trigger warnings, can you turn that into a swift enumeration, you know, within, with a couple of details here and there, blah, blah, blah. And sure enough, it took one, maybe two tries for me to describe what I wanted in a way that it understood and that it did it. And is that it was, it, it was a very, um, 
kind of rote work, you know, just do just mashing on keys, do the same thing 150 times sort of work. But I, instead of doing that myself and, you know, watching my brain dribble out my ears because I'm so bored, I ended up just describing it in the span of a minute or two to, you know, uh, open AI's chat GPT thing. And it fixed the problem for, or it didn't fix it, but you know, it, it did what I needed okay, it to do. And needed. then I moved on with my life. Yeah, exactly. And I moved on with my life and it was very cool. But see, that's the kind of thing I was talking about, right? Where like your skill is you had the idea to include this and then you found the data set and you know mm-hmm. how you want it to be represented in the app. But that part in the middle, do you need to be the one who does it? No, not necessarily. So it's like, what is the skill, right? Right, right. And it's nice product design you. is effectively yeah. what the skill is. Yeah, and yeah, so that's, true. that's kind of what you're good at, but you're also just doing all the bit in the middle. And maybe I don't need to. Maybe you don't need to. You know, maybe we can all just go live on uh, beaches somewhere and just have the computer do all the work for us. If only. Um, I wanted to pivot and go a slightly different direction. I'm going to tell you a piece of information that I think you may be just vaguely aware of. Uh, Why don't we take music? a break first, oh, okay. and then you can tell yes. me that information. Yes, please. What about that? That works I, for me. Looking at these notes here, I think you might have quite a bit to say. So. <laughs> All right, sounds good. This episode is brought to you by FitBod. When you're looking to change your fitness levels, it can be hard to know where to get started, which is why I'm happy to let you know that FitBod is an easy and affordable way to build a fitness plan that's just for you, but it's more than that. It's also an excellent way to do it because everybody has their own fitness path. So FitBod uses data to make sure that they can customize things exactly to suit you. They use powerful algorithms to learn about you, your goals, and your training ability to create a custom dynamic program based on your experience and any equipment that you have access to. This is all presented to you in an app that is incredibly easy uh, for how to, to use and for how to learn every exercise as well. They do a great job of explaining everything. Superior results are achieved when a workout program is tailored to your body, your experience, your environment, and the goals that you want to achieve. Your muscles improve when they work in concert with the entire musculoskeletal system, so overworking some muscles while underworking others can negatively impact the results that you're looking for. So FitBod tracks your muscle fatigue and your recovery to design a well-balanced workout routine. They do this by mixing up your muscle groups that you're working on, the exercises that you're doing, and the sets and the reps and the weight over time of these exercises. This serves to increase your overall strength and to keep your body sharp. This also keeps the sessions of exercise that you're doing ever at home or in the gym fresh and fun by mixing things up. FitBot is super easy to use. They have over 1,400 HD video tutorials inside of the app. They shoot the exercises from multiple angles so that learning every single one is a breeze. I really appreciate this feature. It makes me feel confident when I'm trying out something new. You can keep track of your achievements and your personal bests with FitBod's progress tracking charts, and it also integrates with your Apple Watch, Wear Wearer, Smartwatch, and apps that you use like Strava, Fitbit, and Apple Health. Personalized training of this quality can be expensive. FitBod is just $12.99 a month or $17.99 a year. You can get 25% off your membership when you sign up today at fitbod.me analog. So go now and get your customized fitness plan at fitbod.me analog. That is F-I-T-B-O-D.me analog for 25% off. Our thanks to FitBod for their support of this show and Relay FM. So... I wanted to spread a piece of news to you, Mike. I hope you're sitting down and prepared 
for this earth-shattering piece of news that nobody has come up with before. Uh, live music freaking rules. Okay. Uh, so I have always been the kind of person, I think we've talked about this in the past, I've always been the kind of person that needs something playing in the background. Occasionally that'll be like a TV show or a movie, but generally speaking, that's music. And for me, I feel... I don't know if uncomfortable is the word I'm looking for, but I, I don't like it when I'm in a silent house or, or a silent space, unless I'm like really, really concentrating on whatever I'm working on. Right. Mm. This is, I just prefer having something on in the background. When I work, I typically listen to music when I'm you know around the house, I listen to music, et cetera, et cetera. Well, uh, I always have enjoyed concerts since I can remember, but you know, for various and sundry reasons, we don't have the opportunity to go to a bunch. Largely that involves, you know, what do we do with the kids during that time? But even before then, we were busy, concerts are expensive, and so on and so forth. But uh, this year, uh, well, I think it's happened in prior years, but they never came close to us. But the Dave Matthews Band, who I guess you would say is my favorite band, um, there were windows of time where that wasn't really true. But in terms... (laughs) <laughs> but in terms of um, in terms of bands that are active today, um, they're probably my favorite band. And uh, they were at the John Paul Jones Arena here in Charlottesville, which is an hour west of where I am. And that's basically a hometown crowd for them because the the band uh, came up and, and was formed in Charlottesville. And so uh, Aaron and myself and our our dear friend Brad, uh, that's Big Phone Brad, uh, went to uh, went to see uh, Dave Matthews Band. Uh, his wife uh, was busy doing uh, work related things, and we didn't want to bring any of the three children, you know, our two or his. And so it was just the three of us. And we went and we went and saw a Dave Matthews concert. This was my first, I think it's my first concert period, and certainly my first Dave Matthews concert since 2018. Um, and I don't know how much of this was um, leaving my COVID cave. I don't know how much of this was just not having seen any concert, irrespective of why, in you know five-ish years. But oh my God, Mike, it was so great! It was so so great. And and I and I say that you know, yes, the music was great. Yes, seeing a band I, I dearly love is great. But just being at a live show felt so freaking good. And I I don't know what I would see next. I don't know who that would be, where it would be, when it would be, but I'm so excited to see another concert because I've missed this in my life and I and I want more of it in my life. And it's just it's just the best. This website that you have put in the show notes. Mm-hmm. The D- DMB Almanac, is that right? This website. Look at it, you know. Wow. <laughs> it's not pretty. It's not pretty. It's a thing, man. It's not pretty. I will tell you. This is like a jam band thing, right? That these websites exist. Like, this is like a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the Dave Matthews Band Almanac, dmbalmanac.com, not written by anyone associated with the band. This is all just, um, you know, other people who wanted to track their set lists and when they've done what and who's been where and so on and so forth. It is an absolute masterpiece of data. And I say that with no sarcasm, like the amount of data here is unreal and you can slice it and dice it in a bunch of different ways. However, it is also a total disaster to look at. It's real bad, but it gets the, it gets the point across. And so I put a link in, in the chat and we'll have it in the show notes to the particular concert that I happened to be at. Um, it was actually also a bonus. So there exist other jam bands uh, that perhaps other co-hosts of mine really enjoy. 
where you can choose to buy any concert of theirs and they'll, you know, sell you the concert you've been to or any other and concert. And that's legit, you want. right? Like that's like and that's the thing all that fish above do. board. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's all above board. It's all legal because it's the it's the band that's selling it, so on and so forth. Uh Dave Matthews band since ever has allowed you to record their concerts. And so you will at every concert you will see a a, a very, very, very tall microphone stand, you know, a 30, well maybe not 30 feet, but like a 10 to 20 foot tall microphone stand with a couple of mics at the top. And that'll be originally that was strung to a DAT recorder, DAT, digital audio tape recorder. Then it became like a mini disc recorder. And then over time, I I think they're just recording onto SD cards using the same sort of stuff that Mike and I use to record this podcast. But anyways, you could record fans, just regular people. No, but like you said, you see like, is it just one or like you see them all over the place? You'll see like three or four of these, what I call taper towers at any given show. You know, there's not a ton, but there's always more than one. And, um, and so uh, what I did was in not only because of this, but I thought to myself when I was buying these tickets, you know, there's a Dave Matthews band channel on the satellite radio that we have here in the state, Sirius XM. And for the summertime, they did what they called the Friday night concert series. And they would simulcast Dave Matthews band concerts whenever they occurred on a Friday night. And so you would listen to the, the concert live as it was happening. And if you're a person who knows how to deal with audio and computers, hi, uh, you could, create an archive of that broadcast Mm. for you to listen to at a later date, if you so desired. And so when we were looking at uh, buying tickets to Charlottesville, they were there for two nights, uh, Friday and Saturday. And I thought there were other reasons why I kind of wanted to do Friday night, but also maybe I could record the concert. And that is what I ended up doing with help from a friend of mine. And so, um, and so between my friend and myself, my friend Dave, uh, we were able to get a copy of the concert. So now I have a soundboard quality. I'm not talking the garbage you can usually find where, you know, a lot of these people who record these concerts with the microphone stands up in the air, the taper towers and whatnot, you can get copies of them, but they sound, they're going to sound terrible. They sound terrible. It's like, it's like watching a movie where people are getting up and walking around. Right, like right. someone videotaping a movie screen. Yes, exactly. It's very, very similar to if you if you were familiar with a camera recording of a film, which is what Mike is describing. Um, yeah, it's much like that. And I mean, they, it sounds very good given the situation, but it still sounds terrible. And so, uh, in this case, I have effectively a soundboard recording of of the concert that I was at, which is super fun. And it, there's, it's just, why it felt why so don't good. They sell them. Like I have no feel, idea, Mike. Because like, because so fish sad. do it. Why don't they yeah. do it? Like it doesn't and make any sense, right? I agree. I agree, and I believe. Do you I think it's because of serious? Do you reckon they have some kind of like? Well, no, because the the, the serious thing is only in the last year or two. Like mm. that's a very new thing. I can't work out why they're not doing that. Well, let me make it worse for you because I agree with you wholeheartedly. I'm pretty sure the same management company manages both bands. I don't get it. I don't get that it. That is but, very strange. Right? I don't because, get it at all. You know, you could say, like, maybe they don't care about the money. And maybe they don't. But, like, the fans surely want it. Oh, yeah. So why not give them what they want? Right? I, I don't like, know. Because, like, I understand that there are other types of music, right, where you wouldn't want to do this because... Mm-hmm. It might harm your ticket sales for tours. Yeah. But these bands just aren't like normal bands, right? Like, yeah. It's a different style of music that kind of you could go to all of them and it's always going to be different. 
because just inherently yeah, to the way exactly. that the music sounds and like a lot of times if you go to a concert and the band plays the song that you want to hear in a way that you don't want to hear it that's like they they mix it up that's like not mm-hmm, a good mm-hmm. thing but right 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 for jam bands it kind of is the point right like exactly you're going to hear the song you like but now this version is 29 minutes long rather than four and like you can get to enjoy <laughs> yes. the variation on that you know indeed but that's just very strange to me like you know cuz Kate's saying in the chat maybe they don't want to store the footage audio is not expensive to host if you use a good audio host like no, it's, i know it's not. this from my life right like yeah 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 you can store a high quality mp3 of many hours for like a flat rate per month well, and interestingly, and Zach, Zach in the chat said, I bet a lot of big artists probably have internal archives of their soundboard recordings. Just oh, of by circumstance. Do. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. By circumstance, I was looking at a different website that does a similar thing. I think it's antsmarching.org. Uh, well, anyways, they had a small post. I don't know if I can put my hands on it quickly, but they had a, a page on there. It might be behind a, a login, you know, like not paywall, but login wall anyway. But anyways, they they asked one of the DMB, you know, road crew what do you do for storing your, the, the recordings of the concert? Cause it's been, they, they will periodically release like a concert, you know, and they will have, they have this thing called live tracks, T R a X tracks was a venue either here in Richmond or in Charlottesville. I forget where. And so they call their, their concert releases live tracks, T R A X. And every once in a while, like once or twice a year, they'll release a new one. So they, they, they put together like a compilation of songs from the tour. No, no, no. It's just one concert from potentially 15 years ago, 20 years ago, but they release it at some point and just decide, okay, this is Live Tracks 35. And, and oh. it's a concert from 2006. And then Live Tracks 36 is a concert from 1994 or whatever the case may be. Uh. Well, anyways, all that to say, apparently um, they have, and I, I, everyone kind of knew this, they have concert recordings of all of these different you know, concerts that Dave has done in the last like, 30, 35 years, whatever it's been. And I was reading this post, which it seemed to me that this post was probably written 5, 10, 15 years ago. But nevertheless... They said they record each track individually. So, you know, the guitar, the vocals, the bass guitar, the drums, oh, et cetera, et cetera. So it can be mixed. So it can be mixed. They generate, apparently, and again, this info is old, almost 150 compact disc recording, like CDRs, per concert, which yeah, then not, gets put not in some that vault anymore, somewhere. But, but that is I, I at least not, to indicate that they're doing a lot of recording. Exactly. Yeah. And so I don't understand why this isn't released, but we're getting off on a tangent. I agree with you wholeheartedly, though. I completely and utterly agree. That doesn't make sense to me to record every concert to such a degree, but only and release one concert every year when <laughs> right? they're I mean, doing like 20 a year or something, right? Exactly. Uh, it, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. But That's suffice really to say, weird. it's really strange. It's just like a strange. It is. It is. It is. It is. And, to do. I don't know. But in, but in any case, I'm standing there. Yeah, I'm, I'm standing with with Aaron on one side of me and my, my, my dear friend Brad on the other side. And I'm standing there and I'm listening to my favorite band since I've been in high school. It's been my first Dave Matthews concert was in 1997. So what is that like over 25 years ago? Um, I've been watching this band on and off, usually, but not always about one concert a year for 25 years. I, th- this this concert actually coincidentally was my 26th Dave concert. Wow. And and. But in part, that's in no small part because, as you were saying earlier, every concert is wildly different. Not only because there's new material and whatnot, but not only and not only because the set list changes, but because the performance of an individual song can change so wildly from from night to night, from year to year. But I'm sitting there, or I'm standing there, and I actually thought of you a little bit because, Hello. although I am not 
I am not one of those like macho manly men that's uh, that's uh, unwilling to cry about things. I think of you as more forthcoming with your tears. <laughs> I, was like, I, I could not work out when you started this where we were going. Am I a macho man? Am I a non-macho man? Like what's happening no, no, no. here? No, I just I think you are very forthcoming with your tears, which I think is a very lovely and endearing quality. I am an emotional person in every Indeed. sense of the word. Yes. Indeed. And I, and I do think I'm not dissimilar for the record, mm-hmm. but I, I think that I, it takes a little bit more for me to actively start crying. And although I did not stand there and you know cry as I was dancing around enjoying the show, in particular, the sec- as it turns out, the second song in the concert was the song called Funny the Way It Is, which yep. is Aaron's, far and away, Aaron's favorite Dave Matthews song. And she really, really, really likes Dave Matthews. Don't get me wrong. But that one is just, that's hers. That's the one. That's the one she loves. And it turns out it's the second song. And I'm enough of a dork that, you know, as he's needling around on the guitar, like getting ready to start the song, but you can tell he's just trying to get his like mojo right. I immediately whip my head over to her with my eyes as big as saucers. And I'm like, I think this is it. And, you know, it is. And she's just losing her friggin' mind in the most adorable, just wonderful way. And I'm standing there tearing up and thinking, number one, this is such an amazing moment. And with all of the god awful things that are happening in the world right now, that just yep. truly terrible things. And, and Dave, at one point during the show, said the same thing later on with all the truly terrible things that are happening in the world right now. How amazing and how fun is it that a few thousand people can come together for one purpose, as silly as that purpose is, but just to be happy for two and a half hours or whatever the concert was. And looking at her, looking at Aaron, losing her darn mind over this song, like that, I could have left, well, she absolutely could have left after that because she was so happy. But honestly, I could have left after that. Not to say that the rest of the concert was bad. It was great. But I could have left after that because it was just so amazing that moment and being there and being around all these people who are all just so happy about the same thing. You know, we might be talking about football in a minute. Football's a little different. You know, sports are a little different because half the people are happy about what's going on. Half aren't. <laughs> in this case, everyone there is so yeah, excited it's about what's the happening. Joint experience, it's just right. It's like the thing. It's that just so great. Yep. And it's also a little different in Charlottesville because again, it's a hometown crowd and because it's, or it's, it's, it's there. I don't think many of them, if any of them live there anymore, but that's where they started. And so it also becomes kind of a pilgrimage for the fans because everyone wants to go and go to the, go to Miller's where Dave was a bartender, where all this came to be. They want to go to, he has a winery nearby Charlottesville mm-hmm. and I've actually never been, but you know, a lot of people go to Blenheim Vineyards and go and check it out. And a lot of people just feel like it's a point, it's a rite of passage to go to a show in Charlottesville. And and it was just, it was so great. And I, and I missed live music. It's one of those things where you didn't realize how badly you needed this until you're in the moment. And yeah, it was just so great. And I don't know, have you and Adina had the opportunity to see anything in the last year or two? God. No, I don't think we have yet. I really wanted to go see uh, Heim, uh, but mm, mm-hmm. we just didn't make it work. We have yeah. something booked in December. Um you will have seen this band. Uh, the the name, well, the name that they go under at the moment is Daddy Freya. They did. Oh, I've heard of this. Yes, yes. they did the viral Eurovision song from 2020. Um, is that one called "Think About Things"? It's very, very fun. Very good song, uh, and we're going to see him in December. But that's just because that's just the first thing we go. I don't think I've been to a concert that I can recall. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I love, I just love live music. I always have. Yep. Like some of my most, uh, my deepest emotional moments 
have been uh, at live music. Like I think about the two times that I've seen Brian Wilson. Oh, yep, 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 yep. We well, uh, talked about at least one of them here, yeah, I thought. The first time when I saw him at the Roundhouse, it was just, that's a, that's a uh, music venue in London. That's where Apple used to do the uh, iTunes Live Festival. Was yes, it the Roundhouse yes, yes. in London? Mm-hmm. And that was just so incredible to me because I just never thought that it was something that I would have gotten to experience, um, which was to see Brian Wilson. Plus, you know, mm-hmm. seeing Brian Wilson perform some songs, if you know his story, is just like horrifically upsetting in, in the worst. <laughs> like, no, seriously, because it's like no, you that's... can see how messed up he is. Like, he's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not completely on our planet a lot of the time and that's i think you know he's his mind has been kind of like addled over the years through drugs and abuse and you hear songs like in my room and god only knows and then when you know his story and you know what he was going through when he wrote these songs and it's like yeah it's just like a whole thing but it was a it was just incredible. I mean, yeah, it was that. That was one of the like. It wasn't musically the best thing I've seen, you know. But like, <laughs> as an experience, was was like sure, just unbelievable. Yeah, it's just it's so great. And I mean, if if live music isn't your not you, Mike, but you know, Royal You, if live music isn't your thing, that's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with live that. music but rules. Man, it's the freaking best. It's, it's the best. so great. But it is funny, like hearing you describe like the Dave Matthews experience and just like mm-hmm. for me what I want out of live music how like antithetical that is to what my experience is oh, like what more. I'm looking for when I go to see a band live my goal is to sing as loudly as possible to every possible song that I can sing along to oh that oh, was happening we did go and see a live show and it was incredible we went to a show in London on our wedding anniversary where it was three bands that I loved from years past the vaccines the wombats and Tudor Cinema Club and it was amazing they did like a one day festival so good that was our first live show like music thing post COVID. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. incredible. We had such a fantastic day. I loved it so much. Um, but yeah, the th- what I'm saying is like, I'm sure that you can still sing along today, Matthew, but, but like, I want to have the music as close to the album versions as possible. Oh, mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. I'm looking for. And, and so, fair. you know, like, and, and it's just a different, it's like what you're looking for out of it. Right. And like, for me, that's what I want. Like, I just want to be able to hear them and sing along and like experience it like yes that that's my favorite kind of thing yep no it, it's just no matter what it is be it you want to watch a 25 or listen to a 25 version minute version of a song or if you want to hear it note for note exactly as it was in the studio it doesn't matter just live music is the freaking best it's so great this episode is brought to you by our friends at electric when leading your small business It's not all glitz and glamour. In fact, sometimes it is actually just a matter of spending hours onboarding an employee, which you are well-equipped to deal with. You can handle it. You've done it before. 
But maybe you've done it too many times, or maybe you don't have the time anymore. That is why the team over at Electric can help you. They know small businesses, maybe like yours, face these challenges every day. And there's why they're on hand to help with the time-consuming parts of your business. Electric handle things like standardizing device security. They use best-in-class device management software to let you implement best practices across the board and be ready to scale. They handle employee onboarding and offboarding, saving you an average of eight hours per request. Electric will help you keep a single point of visibility into your IT environment to control your devices, your networks, and your applications with simplified reporting to allow you to achieve and maintain compliance. They also have proactive IT recommendations and automated workflows to make it easy to manage your IT, even for non-technical users. If you're hearing this and you think your company could use some of these services, but you're not sure where to get started, Electric's experts will guide you through the process of establishing standardized IT processes for your organization. I run a business, and I know how hard it can be when you're dealing with the type of work that you've done so many times, and it's kind of like, just like you got to get through the administrative work, but you've done it before and you don't want to do it again. You want to put your focus onto other stuff. This is the kind of thing that Electric can take off your plate. For listeners of this show, Electric is offering a free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones for taking a qualified meeting. Just go to electric.ai slash analog. That's electric.ai slash analog. Go there now and get your free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones today for scheduling a meeting. Our thanks to Electric for their support of this show and Relay FM. As we sit here and recording this, uh, it is almost Thanksgiving time. So what are you doing for Turkey Day? Oh, wait. Oh, sorry, no, not, wrong no one. not that. Not wrong, yet, one, not, wrong, it, one, wrong one. Wrong one. Wrong one. That was as close as <laughs> I could get for a gobble. Uh, no, that, that was perfect. And I appreciate right. that. Indeed. What am I doing? Yeah, what are you doing? So Are you, are you will, celebrating? We will be in the United States of America on Thanksgiving. So we're taking uh, the trip that we've taken a bunch of times. We're going to L.A. for a week. And we're spending some time with some friends and having a good time. And once again, executing the perfect U.S. travel life hack. Travel on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Airports empty. Perfect. Oh, that's amazing. Well, at least that's how it's been every time. I'm always waiting for it to change. But I actually feel like it probably is maybe the best day of the year to travel to the USA because, like, no one's traveling that day. Yeah. If you travel yeah. the day before, terrible time. Actually, oh, yeah. on Thanksgiving, especially arriving in the evening, like, no one's going anywhere at like 8 p.m. on Thanksgiving. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, so we'll do that. And uh, I'm sure that Adina will sneak in a Thanksgiving dinner from somewhere as she always tries to find <laughs> her best to do. Uh, but yeah, and I like it because. What I actually really like being in America at this time because you see the transition of Thanksgiving to Christmas. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. I just think is just like, it's just like a really nice thing to see. And, you know, you will do, you will do this like the best, right? Like decorations and stuff, like every other country mm-hmm. is trying to do what Americans do so naturally, which is how to decorate everything. Um, and so I really like that. Uh, that like little transition and then we're going to Disneyland and we get there just as they're transitioning to Christmas too so it's like a nice it's just like a good like holidays time to 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 be in the US so that that's what we're going to be doing uh what are you doing is there going to be any kind of big plans for the list household are you changing anything up this year or what yeah, we actually are changing some things up. This is going to sound like it's uh, it's born out of something bad. It's not. It's just through a, a unusual series of not bad circumstances. We're going to be doing a Friendsgiving kind of sort of. Um, oh. Our aforementioned 
our aforementioned friend, uh, Brad, that we went to the concert with, his family, including his mom, um, who we've gotten to know over the last couple of years as well. Um, our two families are going to be getting together and doing Thanksgiving together um, just by a series of random and weird, again, not bad, just weird circumstances. The more you say not bad, the more bad it sounds. Well, no, because I feel like it's like, oh, what is this about? Why, why is it uh, like, family? Okay, but, so like if I was yeah. an American, right? And I was it's, hearing it's, this, and uh, I would be hearing like, uh oh, Casey's not talking to his family anymore. Right? Like, exactly. Is that what exactly. I'd be hearing? Right, exactly. Okay. So I, that's not the issue. It's just it was a. I guess that's of like if, you know, if you said to me like, "What are you doing for Christmas?" And I'd be like, "Well, me and Adina are going to a friend's house." It's like, oh right. no, Mike's <laughs> not talking to his family anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. okay. So in any case, so we're going to be doing that, and it's funny because. Um, what did you, you know, do to uh, your mom, Casey? I, 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 I'm sorry. I told I'm her, sorry. I'm I hate good. everything about you, mom. No. Why did you bring me into this world? Uh, <laughs> and now I'm going to invite a Thanksgiving <laughs> ever again. Uh, but no, we, we've been talking about, um, we, we've all been very excited for this. And, and we've been talking about, okay, what's the menu going to be? And we actually have a shared Apple Notes notes oh, because we're all times. dorks and um <laughs> we were looking at this a few days back and we realized that we are and this is the most american thing i may have ever said on this program i think we're up to four different pies that will be at thanksgiving dinner <laughs> so you know what actually i want to i want to mention just before we move on because like i feel like mm-hmm. i need mm-hmm. to mention this so we have thanksgiving dinner every year in september Hmm. Okay. Mary Hackett puts on a Thanksgiving meal for us. I don't think I knew that. When No, I've forgotten to mention it. This has happened two times now, so the last two years, as we've been going back for the podcast-a-thon. Mm-hmm. There is always like a Thanksgiving meal, and it was awesome. And that is so, the most adorable and delightful thing yeah, I think I've heard on this really episode so good. far. And there's this, these like, this sweet potato thing that she makes, which is not the one you're thinking of. And okay. it's mm-hmm. so good. It's like, I guess it's kind of, it is kind of like a sweet potato casserole thing in a way, but it's not using marshmallow. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Erin, when she makes it, and I believe she's on the hook to make it this year, right. if I'm not mistaken, but she typically will do half of it without marshmallow because I'm not a big marshmallow person myself, and then half of it with. I love that too, though. Mm-hmm. So like the, any marshmallow, any sweet potato thing, I'm all on board with. <laughs> Uh, and we had ham this time. Uh, see, pro tip and hot take: ham is the better is the better protein for a Thanksgiving I meal. Don't I know it's not the right way. But... Why people disagree with that, unless they have like beliefs that stop them from consuming. Sure, sure, sure. I think it's because tradition and because turkey is supposed to be the Thanksgiving yeah, I know, but, thing. But, but like, and that's fine, right? Like, if you want it for tradition, go for it. But it's not the better meat, right? For, yeah. to eat right no it's like, really not we have it's the same really, really turkey not. at christmas right so like that's the thing turkey dinner in the uk is christmas dinner so we'll eat turkey at christmas but ham is nice <laughs> so it's so much better it's so much better but anyway so yeah so i'm really looking forward to it i i we have done friendsgivings a handful of times in the past although never with uh with brad and in his wife's name coincidentally is aaron uh, we've never done it with oh, Brad and Aaron. Oh, that's not confusing. And, oh, no, it's not at all. Do you have um, like Aaron 1, Aaron 2? Like wh- We have we have EF because their surname is Franklin. So we have EF and EL in the, in the group chat. Okay. Because you can't have 
just Aaron. It, 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 even with the context of who's speaking, it's never clear. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's, it's Casey, Brad, EF and EL, but, um, yep. but anyways, uh, so we're going to be at, uh, Brad and Aaron's house and I'm, I'm really honestly looking forward to it because although we've done some Friendsgivings in years past, it's been a long time since, since my Aaron and I have done one. And, um, and we, no one was thinking hosted. you'd thrown a Friendsgiving with Brad's <laughs> wife. You didn't need to. to, to <laughs> See, I'm just used to it. It's been since we. <laughs> I'm just used to it. <laughs> Nevertheless. <laughs> Nevertheless, uh, it's been a long time since, since we've done a Friendsgiving and, um, and we hosted the last time, but that was, that might've been, it was, I think early Declan, if, if Declan was even here for it. So. Um, it's been a long time and I'm looking forward to it. I, of course, I prefer a family Thanksgiving, all things being equal, but I, I'm really looking forward to a Friendsgiving. I think it'll be fun. Having Thanksgiving not be my tradition, right? Mm-hmm. So like I have totally. grown up with it. Sure. The idea of spending Thanksgiving with friends makes more sense to me than Thanksgiving with family. I can see both sides of this. Like I, it's hard because I have so much attachment to it, Right. Yes, but I that's do what I mean. I see think both sides of it. To understand, I think maybe for a lot of people to agree with me, if their family life is good, they would need to have not done Thanksgiving every year for their lives. You know what I mean? Like, but <laughs> I feel like that it's the it's the you know like the idea of friends of the family you choose like yeah yeah, yeah that, yeah, that's that kind of leads into that a little bit that like for a lot of people and i think i would put myself in this like the things that i am thankful for in my life most are a consequence of my friends on a mm. daily basis rather than my family on a daily basis for yep, me i agree wholeheartedly you know love my family they're great they're very good to me and i am like long term thankful for the things that they've done but like if considering thanksgiving tends to be like you look at the last year my friends have a bigger impact on my life over a 365 day period than my family does yeah so you know just in so i think friendsgiving is a good tradition basically is what i'm saying yeah and i I don't know if it would be every year i mean we we've told each other it's just going to be this one year because again a series of weird and random events have happened but um but no i'm looking forward to it i think it'll be super fun and so are you you said you're going to be in the states you don't have any formal plans that you're aware of though you're not like going to austin's or anything like that that you know of not on thanksgiving no because we arrive in the evening we arrive at like right in the night right right. yes so like we can we could maybe sneak in a dinner somewhere Mm -hmm. or something like that or like order some room service and maybe they'll have some options which we've had before. So, Yep, totally get that. Um, I'm looking forward to it. We'll see what happens. Um, do we want to do everyone's favorite Thanksgiving tradition, which actually I think you put in the show notes. Yes. Do you want to give some thanks? I would love to give some thanks. All right. So who would you like to start? I am happy either way. Uh, I think I have more in my list so we could like, we can round robin this and I can start. Oh, perfect. Okay, that works. Uh, I'm thankful that we finally feel settled in our new home. It took 365 days, and now the home is starting to finally feel like our home and not just a place that we're living in, which is good. <laughs> that is good yeah. stuff. Yes, uh, we still so. have a lot of things we want to do, but luckily most of it now is just soft items, you know, like bits of furniture and putting some pictures on the wall and all that kind of stuff. But the mm-hmm. big work is done. I feel like this house is my home now. And so that is like a good feeling. So I'm very happy uh, for that. Yeah. I think that is an amazing feeling. And, and 
naturally you want to come home to home. You don't want to come home to the house you're living in. Yeah. So that's, that's really great. I'm very glad to hear it. Um, for me, and this is in no particular order. Um, it was just randomly as I was thinking about this, uh, a day or two ago when I was working on the show notes, um, our Disney trip in January for Michaela's fifth. Um, it was amazing. We survived it. And I mean that in the happy haha way. I mean that in the literal way. I mean it in every way. Uh, we uh, survived it. We had a great the COVID time. Way. The COVID way, <laughs> the, COVID the happy way. way. Yes. Yep. Um, we had an amazing time. It was not a hundred percent perfect, but man, it was pretty darn close. And having been locked in for so long, because as we've talked many yep. times on the show, you know, Michaela was too young to get a shot for the longest time. And so we were really locked in for a long, long, long time. And that was I mean, we had done vacations for sure, but that was certainly the first plane ride any of us had taken. Well, Aaron took one in 2020, but the rest of us hadn't taken one since 2018. Um, it was the first real, real trip we had been on in you know five-ish years, and it was just unbelievably great. And I'm so thankful that we have those family memories together. And so that Disney trip, I, I think whatever first real vacation you have after COVID, no matter how locked down you were or weren't, yeah. you know, if you had any time where you were a- a- avoiding doing the things you wish to do, and then you finally get to do it, it's not dissimilar from the concert conversation a few minutes ago. Like, it's just such an amazing feeling, and it's just so great. I think you wait at a good amount of time. I think so too. I mean, it's easy for me to say because we took a we took a trip like earlier, right? In like late twenty twenty one, and it was still like weighing heavy on our minds a lot, and there were still a lot of things we couldn't couldn't do. Yep. Where I totally you left that. it like a little bit longer, and probably were able to get more of a normal experience because of it. Yeah, very much. I mean, we weren't the only people on the plane that were masked, but we were. Yeah, but like, who cares about the plane? But, you know? Well, yeah, but I mean, once we got to Disney, as we talked about on the show, once we got to Disney, it was like, well, now we're in the pre-COVID post, however you want to look at it. We're the post-COVID world for the next week. And, you know, what happened? Whatever happens, happens. And it turns out that, and we're going to talk about COVID. But, but like, there was a time where Disney had more restrictions, you know, stuff like that. Oh, totally. Like, a lot of that eased, right? So if you would have gone sooner, like, it wouldn't, you wouldn't have been able to have. As much of a relaxed experience, I think. Oh, very much so. You're you're absolutely right. It was funny, this list. I looked at the Luppie list because I haven't read your list, but as you said the first thing, mm-hmm. I looked at it and just said Disney, and I was like, where's he going with this? Like, I'm just thankful for the, <laughs> the Walt Disney Corporation. <laughs> yep, just the, the conglomerate. That's what I'm thankful <laughs> I for. I love conglomerates, and I'm just, like, really thankful. I'm so happy that Bob's back, and, you know, like, I'm just, like, I'm really, like, just into it this time. Uh, oh, for man. me, reconnecting with old friends has been one of the best parts of my year. Um, I have a couple of friends. We went, all went to school together and we were all very important in our lives. And we kind of all grew up and moved on and we'd come in and out of our lives a lot. And, but we hadn't really spent a lot of concerted time with each other. And this year we've, we've like actually been spending time as a three and we have like a WhatsApp group chat that we talk nice. in. And it's just been very nice to like have friends that live near me. And like, mm-hmm. and I have been lucky over time that that has increased, right? So, you yeah, know, friend yeah, of yeah. the show underscore David Smith lives near me now, so that's really good. Mm-hmm. But people outside of my normal world, and yeah, yeah you yeah, know, yeah. being able to just spend time with them and talk about like regular stuff, uh, it's just been a joy this year. If I have like any downside to it, is I just wish we were able to do it more, like. The three of us are very busy and we lead very interesting lives. Like 
you know, I do what I do. And that means that sometimes in the evenings I'm booked out. And then one uh, of my friends is, uh, they work in tech sales, like software sales, and they're going to conferences all over the world a lot. And then the other friend is like one of the best hairstylists in Europe. And so he is That's cool. often flying around the world to do fashion shows oh, that's and stuff cool. like that. So that we will have interesting jobs, but those three jobs, they are not conducive to us finding time to get together. <laughs> uh, but we try and do what we can and it's good times. No, that's, that's really incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, we made brief allusion to this a moment ago. Um, the List family survived COVID. Um, and right. I'm trying to, I, I'm, I'm thankful for that. And I don't mean that to be flippant. Like, I mean, I didn't think that we would literally die from COVID, but you never know what will happen. And I was Did you very scared. Have it? I didn't have it until shortly after Disney. And so, it was oh yeah, February. you did get it. You did get it. Yes, yes, yes. It, well, yes. but it wasn't from. Oh well. No, no, I mean, no, no. I know. Sure, I know. But, I remember now because there was a yeah. lot of conversation that we had about that. But the idea yeah. of I wasn't sure if by surviving you meant like we we didn't get it at all. You know? No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Uh, we got it in February. That. It was like Super Bowl weekend. We had plans yep. um, that fell through, and yes. we were very sad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we all were for the most part. We were fine. Like we. Felt sick, particularly Aaron and me, and Aaron even more so than me, but we were fine. Like, Michaela, as far as we know, never, ever tested positive. I mean, she was living in a house that was a cesspool of COVID germs, so I have to assume she had at least some degree of it, but if you recall... Uh, She's the tough one, you know? Well, she is. She is. Both the girls are the tough ones, Um, Mm -hmm. but she had just been vaxxed like a month prior, so I don't know if maybe there was a little bit of that lingering in a good way, but one way or another, I mean, Declan was boinging off the walls within 24 hours. I was right after the span of like two or three days. I and mean, we we're mostly, you know, fine. Aaron was this mostly fine. This doesn't sound very thankful, of, Casey. Well, no, well, I'm just saying, you know, it took Aaron three or four days, but then we were fine. And, you know, yeah. none of us have any long-term lingering effects that we're aware of. You know, it seems like everything is all good to go. Everything's on the up and up. We are continuing to get vaccinated as, and, at any opportunity that we have. And it sounds I think so the good. Thing that, I would love to have one of those. Have you have not had one in a while? We, have, we don't have it. We don't have a vaccine booster program for anyone oh. under the age of 50. Huh. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to rub it in your face. Yeah, we we all just went. Exist. We should get one while you're here, actually. And I'm only slightly yeah, kidding. Yeah. I mean, we were going to do it in September because uh, we did it last year. We got one last mm-hmm. year. Um, but the, the timing of the podcast on this year did not work out. And so right, we right, didn't right. do it. We might do it this time, but like last time, it like just took us out for a day, and I don't know if I want to spend a day. Uh, That's we'll, fair. We'll work it out. We'll see. Yeah, they do it right before you get on the plane, so this way you're knocked out on the plane. Oh, uh, Zach says they want insurance information now. Boo, boo. Yeah, see, we just walked into a Walgreens and was like, "Can we have one of those?" And the lady was like, "Sure." And I don't remember having provided insurance info, but I do think Zach is, is onto something there. So definitely investigate. Boo. Um, but nonetheless, I'll, I'll, the thankful part of this is not, I mean, I'm not thankful I got COVID, but I'm thankful that for our family, it happened at probably the best possible time. It didn't happen right before the trip. It didn't happen on the trip. It didn't even happen after the trip. So I don't have, well, or, or immediately after the trip. So I don't feel like, well, Disney was great, except for the whole bringing home COVID thing. You know, it was far enough removed from Disney that anything is possible, but I don't think it was where we got it. Um, and so I'm thankful that if you're going to choose a time to get this thing that none of us want, the the List family chose a much better time than, say, the Hurley family did. <laughs> so uh, I am thankful for that. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, ignore that. I'm going to ignore that. Uh, 
It is super weird. And like, look, listeners, I'm just saying this, right? It's how I'm feeling. Okay. Don't get all upset and weird with me. Like, <laughs> I haven't had a vaccine of any kind since September of 2022 or whatever, right? And I live my life now. I'm going on public transport every day. I'm going out. I'm like effectively back to yeah, 2019, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I know that COVID's still out there, but I haven't got it. I haven't caught it. I've been under the weather recently, but all of my tests were negative. So it was just like a whatever. But when you think back to like 2020 and 2021, like the feeling was, and I think to a point was accurate that like, if you just went outside, you were going to get coronavirus. Like, yeah. And, and there was an element of that, right? Like the first time I went to an event and didn't wear a mask, I got COVID, right? Yeah. Which was the wedding mm-hmm. that I went to before uh, WWDC. And so like, it's just like interesting that like now it's not like that. I guess because I'm out in the world doing things every day and I haven't got mm-hmm. it again. Strange. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you. I have no data around this. This is all anecdata at best. But yeah, pretty much it wasn't. I don't remember if it was immediately after we ended up getting COVID. Well, not immediately after COVID, but you know, once we had recovered and we were out, you know, two weeks, three weeks, whatever it was out from COVID. At that point, we didn't really have anything to protect ourselves. Well, and, uh, everything you say about this is is troublesome, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I feel like you, you're I hope you understand the spirit of what I'm saying. Like the thing that we had feared for two and a half years that it had been or whatever, we have gotten through the other side of it. Granted, we could get it again. Granted, it could be worse. But you know, we we decided that it was time for us to stop living in fear of every other human being. And and so we've been out in the world since you know Marchish or thereabouts. And again, like we've been sick. In fact, some sort of viral thing just ripped through the family and we did, we got tested, we tested at home, we tested at the dock and you know, the, it was not COVID. It was just some viral thing. And, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, I've wondered about this a lot and I wonder if it's just ripped through the population and it's just, you know, there's less of it. I don't know. Trust me. I'm a scientist. I think that like at a certain <laughs> point that like th- that if it already hasn't happened, that like coronavirus or like COVID-19 coronavirus is just like one of the things that someone can catch, right? Like yeah. anything, cold, flu, any kind of bacterial or viral infection. Like These are just things that you can get in your life. And like, it just becomes one of those. But by and large, people just get through it. Like I, I just assume that that's what does happen and what has mm-hmm. happened. But I don't know. It's just like a strange thing to think about sometimes where it's like how for a certain time it felt like super rough and it was accurate, right? That like you did something and you got it. And now it's like we're all doing the same things and it doesn't seem like it's happening. But yeah. yeah. Maybe it's, it's, you know what? It's probably science and we all got those vaccines and it means that either we don't get it or we're just more protected. That's that's probably why the science is what it is. Is <laughs> there concur? What else are you thankful for? Uh, similar to kind of point one of the new home, I like living in a new and more interesting neighborhood. I feel like I'm more connected to that neighborhood, and I'm like trying to plant more roots there. And there's more interesting things around me. I can get to more interesting things more easily where we were before to kind of get around anywhere we had to go like into central london as a hub and then go back out again you know 
And now I feel like we're able to kind of like move around South London more easily with the transport links that are available to us. So that has been like super great. And even at times where the house felt like a disaster, it was great to be in the area that we were in. That felt like a really good reason to have moved. So thankful for that. That's awesome. That's very good. Um, I talked about this a lot, I think, last calendar year, but I'm going to quickly reiterate it. The pool. Uh, if you recall, we joined a community pool yes. and have made a whole bunch of really great friends there. And it's just been a really lovely, I think we might have talked about this on the show recently, but it's been a really lovely third place. You know, there was an article mm. or series of articles or something that went around a while ago about how, you know, in, in years past, at least here in America, most people had a third place. They had work or school, they had home, and then they had something else. You know, a lot of for a lot of people, that was church. Uh, but it could be any number of other places. And the pool has kind of become the List family's third place, at least during the summertime. And it's really great. And I really love it. And I'm sad that I'm it, we're like over six months away from it opening again. Uh, but it, it it's such a wonderful, it's been such a wonderful, positive addition to the List family's life. And I'm super thankful for it. What do you got? Still being able to do and expand my dream job. Amen Along with overtime, being able to add in new dreams that I didn't know were dreams until I dreamt them. <laughs> so I am thankful for the people out there like you listening to this who enable me to be able to continue to do the thing that I dreamed Amen. of for many years and have been able to do now for many more. Amen to that. And I, I will actually slightly reorder mine. I was going to save something similar for last, but I'll say it now. Uh, Relay and ATP members, all of you, anyone who listens, first of all, and and then doubly so people who are members. Casey doesn't love you unless you're a member. I, I wouldn't go so far as to he say that. He loves the members more. I do love the members ever so <laughs> more. I knew we'd get there in the end. <laughs> but uh, really and truly, um, and, and you know, there, there's a lot behind this that we're not going to get into here on the show, but suffice to say, um, and I, I will speak for myself, but I think I'm probably speaking for Mike too. The members in particular have made a lot of really important parts of our lives. Uh, they, they've made that possible. And yep. and I cannot be more appreciative of the Relay and the ATP members sending any of your money our way, even if it's just a month. You know, that's money that you're not spending on something else and you're spending on us. And mm -hmm. it means the world to us. It means the world to my family. Um it is one component of what pays the bills in the List household and the Hurley household, but nevertheless, it's important. And whether or not it's important because of a share of the of the total pie or whatever, it's important because that's a direct statement from people that that they care about the work that we produce. And what greater yep. compliment can a can a content creator, producer, whatever you want to call us, what greater compliment can we receive than somebody saying, "Not only am I spending your my time with you." but I'm spending my money with you too. And that's just so flattering and so amazing. And I'm so, so thankful for it. The thing that I am extra thankful for in that regard, and that is not lost on me, is the fact that the membership money that we receive is reliable. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that because reliable income is helpful for planning your life. What I mean is the fact that that money is reliable means that people want to continue to support us and that is super amazing um it you know so i i just i really appreciate that you know we hear from our partners at member four all the time how the churn rate that they see which is people unsubscribing like they don't see it anywhere else like to the level mm -hmm. that we have and that is for because of the dedication 
of the people that choose to support our content and listen to our content, um, it's it's not lost on me that people continue to want to support us after all this time. So I appreciate that. Yep, couldn't agree more. Um, so now I guess it's my turn again. Um, and this is going to be well, no, the last you, one. That... You kind of piggybacked in. So let me do another one all that right. piggybacks in. And then I think we'll oh, be. Oh, even better. All right? right. Because we're talking about generosity for people giving us money. What about the generosity of people that gave money to the kids of St. Jude? Oh, solid pick. I'm glad you interrupted me. Solid, solid pick. And amen to that. Look, we, we've I, spoken I... about it a bunch Oof. already. But like going into this year, we did not have high hopes because we just did not know what to expect. And this was based on data across all charity giving. It was down because we are at a time where people have less money. To have raised an all-time high for the fifth year in a row, just an astronomical thing. $775,000 raised for St. Jude. Uh, it was incredible. You know, absent, just a rip-roaring success in every measurable way. Um, and it just it makes me so happy that people choose to support this charity that means a lot to us to the point that it now means a lot to thousands of other people. And that's like such a cool journey that we're all on together. Yep, yep. I, I couldn't agree more. And I remember having conversations you know, within relay about, Ooh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if we're going to make it. And and this will be the first time that we aren't going to get more money than the year prior. Mm-hmm. That will happen eventually. It will. Like, it will. This, I think of this, I think of, uh, of an episode of hypercritical, I think called the Pixar problem. Mm, yeah. Yep. Yep. I think about this a lot of like, if, if you keep succeeding, it makes the failure like, not only more inevitable, but will make it harder. It's so, like you have to accept that you won't always succeed. And that's fine. As in like, you won't always continue to break records. And so like at a point, what I think is going to happen is we are going to learn the limit. And I think we have learned the limit. This like 700,000, I think, I, I don't think we can raise more than that. I would love to be proven wrong. But I think that might just be the logical limit of our audience. And that is fine because it's $700,000, right? So like at some point we won't do that and, and it will be okay is what I'm saying. Yep. And, and I agree with you. And also I would like to say we should be able to get more and we can do more. We will do more. Darn it. Next year we're going to do more in 2024. I mean, I there you go. A million do more year. in 24. There you go. Do more in 24. That's uh, what I, one, we just workshop right now. That's my dream, right? Is that one year we do a million dollars. Like I don't know oh, if it is feasible. So amazing. Uh, I, I will share with you. I do think without COVID we would have done it. Mm, yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. But what are you going to do? But nevertheless, uh, thank you as well. You're just going to raise $700,000 instead, which you know what? Yep. It's really so freaking good. <laughs> that ain't so bad. Uh, so yeah, so thank you to everyone who contributes. And and I love, I genuinely love, one of my favorite things about the the September push is that it started with Relay. And, you know, ATP kind of lumped ourselves in on that. And we just kind of invited ourselves on board. But I've noticed- We're all in this together. You know what I mean? Well, well yeah, but I've noticed in kind of building on that- I've noticed that more and more places are getting more and more like kind of officially involved. I forget. 
Uh, was it Cult of Mac? I can't remember. I'm probably Cult getting Mac, this wrong. Mac Rumors, 9 to 5 Mac. Everyone's uh, uh, jumping on board now, which is great. Exactly. Th- this is, again, because of the genius of the people over at Allsack, who are uh, the fundraising partner for us in St. Jude, right? They, they are the fundraising organization. They're like, hey, you should do this thing called community fundraisers. And like that has made a big difference um, for other people getting involved because you can set up a fundraiser of your own and it leads into our overall pot that we raise together. And mm-hmm. so I think that that has been a great boon and we continue to raise more and more money via that medium. Um, and it seems to be all additive, which is great. Yep. No, it's so, it's so phenomenal. So uh, on a final note, my last one, this is silly, uh, but Not silly. I wanted uh, it, 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 it. It still counts, and my computing life. Knock on, knock on that same relay block. Touching wood, knocking on it. Um, my computing life is in pretty good shape right now. I can't think of anything that I'm like, you know. Oh, my Apple TV refuses to do blank, or my Mac is just always crashing, or what have you, or whatever the case may be. I mean, there's definitely some quirks here and there, and some things that annoy me. But on the whole. All of my devices are seem to be firing on all cylinders. They're, they all seem to be working really well. This 5X camera that we were talking about. Oh, oh, I forgot to mention during the concert section, like I took a couple of videos, a couple of short videos and a couple of pictures. They looked phenomenal. Um, you know, all of my stuff just seems to be working pretty well right now. And I want to, for myself and for everyone else, I want to acknowledge that because there are definitely times where my computing life is not so copacetic and not so wonderful. So right now I'm trying to appreciate the fact that my computing world seems pretty good. I recently you know, up, got a new Synology for the first time in a decade. I've been upgrading you know, various things throughout the last couple of years and everything seems all right. And I'm really thankful for that. And that was all I got for now. Very cool. Uh, I will end on uh, just WWDC 2023 was a big success for me, uh, leading on from a personal low in my life. So that was good, <laughs> you know. Uh, it was good to take a low and turn it into a high. So I was, I was very happy with that year over year improvement, and I have now retired from WWDC. So congratulations to me. You know, can't beat that. Thank one. you for your service. Can't beat that one. All right. What what else is awesome? And what are we what else are we thankful for? This week we are brought to you by and this month. I don't know why I said that. I've never started an ad that way, but here we go. This episode <laughs> is brought to you by ExpressVPN. You will have heard by now that you should be trying out an ExpressVPN when you're connecting to the internet. But adding an extra step to anything you do sounds like a hassle, right? Well, if you knew just how easy it was to protect your connection with ExpressVPN, you'd be doing it already. It is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. Let me tell you how I activate ExpressVPN on my Mac. I click the button in the menu bar. I click the button to enable it. That is it. It is two buttons. If I want to reroute my connection through a different country, if I want to get around a geo restriction, it's a third button. It's very easy. And it also saves locations, so I don't even need to search for them if I don't want to. I'm a big fan of ExpressVPN, and you should check it out for yourself. ExpressVPN gets rid of all of the things that you hate about other VPNs. It is a VPN done right. It is blazing fast. Others may slow your connection to the point where it's not even worth connecting in the first place. ExpressVPN does not lag or buffer. You can, in fact, stream HD video with no issues. 
All you need to do is open the ExpressVPN app, click one button, and enjoy instant protection across all your devices. It could not be easier. And once you connect to ExpressVPN, you will forget that you even have it turned on. But your connection is secure, your data is encrypted, and you can spoof your location so you can access, you have access to content available outside of your region. It's so simple. It's so easy. You'll forget about it. There's no wonder it's been called the best VPN by CNET and others. Go to expressvpn.com slash analog, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free right now. That is expressvpn.com slash analog for three extra months of ExpressVPN. That is expressvpn.com slash analog. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and Relay FM. Excellent. So do you have some recommendations for this month? I have lots of recommendations for you. Would you like them all in one in one long list? Yeah, I guess so. Because I, I only have a couple that I could come up with. All so right. um, I, I will I will accept yours in a bulk. Some I can combine. So I'm going to okay. do that. Let me tell all you, right. Casey List, Marvel's back, baby. Oh yeah, yeah. the The death of superhero movies greatly exaggerated of superhero content because they just hit two bangers back to back loki season two just unbelievable no spoilers it's so good did you watch loki season one i did but it was a long it was a long time ago then you have (laughs) you have to watch loki season two because it is next level and don't worry they give you a recap at the beginning so you know, they're like, this is what happened in season one. So you're going to learn everything you need to know. But it is. Excellent. If you even moderately liked Loki, you need to watch season two. Because yeah, I feel like I remember enjoying it. Damn. For sure. I'm a- it is like yeah. as good as basically anything that Marvel has done. I'm not exaggerating. It is wow. stupendous. It's excellent. Hiddleston is a goat now when it comes to Marvel. Like, yeah. Yeah. He destroys it everyone is fantastic in the show it's so so good could not recommend it more uh the marvels just saw that movie Mm -hmm. great just a good time it was exactly what i wanted i had a blast it was fun you were just talking about this in upgrade i believe if i I was listening to that before we recorded and and it's i guess the reviews are mixed you you were saying or jason was saying don't interesting get it because i had a great time and like okay I thought it was a really fun movie. Maybe people were looking for something like high concept. I don't know. But like, I didn't like the villain very much, but whatever. The The interplay between all the characters was fantastic. The effects were great. Music was, it was just a great movie. I had a great time. I, it was like a good popcorn movie. I loved it. It was, I got exactly what I wanted out of it. It was a good time. I enjoyed it. And there's like stuff in that movie where I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. And I haven't felt that about Marvel movies in a long time. Like, there are things that happened where I'm like, yeah, you know? <laughs> Big hype movement moments. Like, yes, give it to me. Uh, two video games. Spider-Man 2 for PlayStation 5. Mm, awesome. I've heard this is very good. Such very a good. good video game. Incredible story, incredible graphics, like top to bottom just superb video game i didn't think that there would be another contender for my game of the year uh other than like uh, zelda this is a contender for my game of the year like i absolutely loved it other end of the scale when it looks like video games the new f1 game 
I love them. Mm, mm-hmm. What I really love about this edition, so they did this two years ago and they did it again. They have a story mode. Oh, that's cool. Called Breaking Point, where you play as you play out a story, but you do pl- you play it out as an entire team that is a fictitious team. But you are driving as everyone. So like both drivers <laughs> or whatever. But like but only for certain moments. So it's like you will uh, race ten laps of the Canadian Grand Prix and you have to do this one thing. Huh. That's wild. Like, which is like pass Alex Albon. And then right, that will right. trigger a story moment. It's a really good thing. The story is like surprisingly emotional. It's really well done. Like they did a very, very good job of this. But then also you get all the other stuff you want, which is like just to straight up like just do a career, which I've I've did the story now. I'm doing a career. Hurley Motorsport, Casey. They're like they're storming. <laughs> they're storming the season this year. It's going great for me. Excellent. Uh, I signed Jamie Chadwick as my as my teammate. Jamie's nice. doing all right. I'll say Jamie's doing all right. Got a good deal for the amount that I paid for our contract, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> my Very final good. recommendation is a comedian. Okay, uh, the, uh, Nate Bargatze. Do you know Nate Bargatze? I have seen him appear out of what yeah. I perceive to be nowhere, and suddenly he is everywhere. And I think I know him. So most. we found out about him from SNL. So like he was a host on SNL, and he was and that really was where good. he did the the, the Washington, the Washington thing, right? Speech, yeah, oh, which went it a was bit viral. amazing. Yeah, yeah it was amazing. But like Adina is like SNL super fan, and so mm-hmm. we was watching, and I watched that episode of her. Like uh, uh, we didn't know we didn't know him at all, and he came out and did the monologue and his monologue was hilarious. He effectively just did like a five minute stand-up set. So mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I want to watch this. So I watched the episode of her and he had loads of really great sketches. It was a banger. SNL has been on fire this season. Like it's been a very, very good uh, season for them uh, for the first few episodes of the year. And so I was like, Oh, I like this guy. So Nate Bogazzi has like two Netflix specials and an Amazon special. And we've watched mm-hmm. all of them. I think you would love them. I recommend it. He right, he is very very funny, and he is like family friendly. Is his thing, mm-hmm. and he his comedy is like basic in the sense of like it's me and my family and funny things in our lives, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not like what I like about his you know I appreciate lots of forms of stand up comedy, and like typically a lot of the stand up comedy that we see, it's like someone's trying to like weave a through line for their entire set that like when they Mm -hmm. get to the end, they make like six callbacks to all the things that happened before. It's like a big crescendo moment. What I like about about Nate Pagassi is he just tells lots of little things and they are just individually funny on their own. But like, that's it. It's just like, he kind of reminds me a little bit of like Seinfeld where like Seinfeld is just telling you a bunch of individually funny bits, like little things, little stories that are just on their own and then moves on to the next one. Uh, so it's like a quite a refreshing style of comedy. And I just like that. So he's from Tennessee. Like, I just like his whole presentation. He's really cool. Uh, I like it. I recommend it. Uh, so go check him out. I really recommend him to you. I, I really think that you will dig his stuff. I will definitely have to check it out. Uh, so uh, some, like I said earlier, I don't have a whole bunch for this month, but I, and I might have even recommended these in the past, but uh, Lego Masters, which I think there's a UK version, if I'm not mistaken, it might have a different yeah. name, but, um, but basically a bunch of 
two person teams come together and make ridiculous Lego builds. Um, and they do it in like eight hours. And of course that's cut down to like 45 minutes of real lifetime. Uh, but it's really adorable and it's a competition, but it's one of those competitions where it's not cutthroat. It's more of a friendly thing. Actually, uh, the little bit of great British baking show or whatever it's actually called that I've great seen British was very off. similar. Yeah, there, there you go. Um, Which is also a banger season of Bake Off this year. It might be the best oh, Bake really? Off season uh-huh. of all time. Wow. Okay, so there you go. So um, so yeah, I, I really enjoy Lego Masters. We're like half to two-thirds, maybe two-thirds of the way through the run right now. Very good. Uh, I just came to Amazing Race, uh, the Amazing Race, in the last year or so. It's been on for like 75,000 seasons. But um, another really good one. That's a little bit more cutthroat, but it's a, it's a really great way to put other cultures in front of you and in front of your kids. So we've started watching this with our kids and they're more interested than I think I would have otherwise expected, um, which is great. And I'm really excited about that. And then finally, I will also recommend a comedian. Uh, Matt Reif has come out of nowhere in the last year as well. Um, definitely the opposite of how you describe uh, Bargatze. Uh, very much on the raunchier side of things, which there's nothing wrong with that, but just know what you're getting into. Um, uh, definitely on the raunchier side of things. He... I, it's hard for me to describe why I like him. Um, I think, well, first of all, his crowd work is how he kind of got to be famous. Like, I guess there were several TikToks or what have you um, that they featured his crowd work and it's just unreal. Oh, and he starts talking. Guy. Exactly. And he just starts, um, you know, talking to the crowd and it's just bananas how good he is on the spot. And I, I, I find that, in and of itself, very funny and very good and very impressive. Um, but anyways, I, it's, it's, I think I like him because he looks and sounds and in, in a lot of ways acts kind of like a meathead jock, you know, that's just a dumb, dumb, but isn't, is clearly not a dumb person and has better turns of phrase and more advanced thoughts than like a typical meathead would in a comedy skit, if that makes any sense at all. So it's one of those things that I think if you give it a chance, you'll know real quick if it's for you. And if it's not, it's not a slow burn kind of thing. Like he is, he is what he is. He is what he's, what you see on the tin. And so if, if you give it a five or 10 minute stretch and you're like, mm, I don't think so, then just, be, then just bounce out, you know, pull the ripcord. It's not for you, but I, I find him hilarious. And uh, he actually, oh, that's why I brought it up. He has a Netflix special that comes out in the next like 24, 48 hours as we record this. So by the time you hear this, it should already be out. So I haven't seen the special, obviously, but um, give it a shot. You might like it. 